But what sort of man would kill like a leopard and leave the traces of a leopard? Crazy guy. But he'd have to know about leopards. Have access to leopard claws and hair. Who's introducing this one? Uh, me. It is you, because I yeehawed our way into the last one, didn't I? Yes, go for it. So, you know, I can just... I mean, well, you, you yeehawed in the last one. So I was thinking that, uh, you know, what's what's the best way to, to start this one about the wow. Leopard Man? <laughs> exactly. Wow. Exactly. So it's, 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 it's welcome to all the best lines. Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Go on then. <laughs> no, no, that's it. That's it. I've just done the intro. There you go. Oh, we're in. Okay, great. <laughs> we might, as, might as well leave it as the ramsha- ramshackle debacle that we normally do anyway. How are you? All right. How are you, Bernard? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right, uh, Deirdre. I'm fine, thank you. Yeah. I've, I've decided to upgrade you to Bernhardt because I think you oh, need okay. like a German, you need a German edge. It's reminded me, actually, of um, oh, d- d- picking that nickname for you, Bill Howe. Mm. It reminded me of ben the time Howe. when when I just started secondary school. And you know when you do, like, German classes, the teachers think it's going to be really cute to give you a German name that you take with you to German class, and you are the German name while you're right. in that class. Uh, I? No, I, no, I don't no. know that at all. No. Okay, well, look, they did that in our school because they were a particular brand of sadist. Yeah, right. well, so, yeah. um, well, well, they are German, so it does fit. He said, Adam, here is your name. And it was George without an E at the end, oh. um, which, is pronounced, uh, which is pronounced Georg. Um, ah. Yes, well, well, you know, when you're an 11-year-old kid in a new school with no friends in the 80s, uh, mm. yeah, it's, quite, it's quite the start. Just reminded me of that. Is this post Paul Marie? Poor Marie, who's that? That the the, the 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 poor young girl that you used to give your lunchbox to. And, oh uh, God, yeah, no, who, this ha- is who had a bath after that. Yeah, oh, no, so that was, that was when I was very young. How could you God, forget feel, poor Marie? Well, that tragic story. <laughs> we, you, you only brought it up three episodes ago. <laughs> that, that was like a year and a half ago. <laughs> we are semi-regular, folks. We're all about semi. Different show, different show. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> How are you doing anyway? How's lockdown three treating you? Lockdown three, electric boogerly. We we did. <laughs> we 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 did that joke for lockdown two, so we can't recycle that one. Oh, I, I what, don't know. Watch me. <laughs> lockdown three. Um, it's exactly the same as lockdown two for me. Yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing has changed. So uh, I'm still. Uh, working and still depressed <laughs> because I'm having to still, work. Still wearing those pants? Still wearing the same pants. Yes, yes. They, they've been turned inside out so many times now I don't even know what's up and down anymore. Hang on, that sounds wrong. They're like a Gordian but... knot. <laughs> Actually, that sounds kind of horny. No, it's fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just... Uh... Life just keeps on plodding on, doesn't it? Which I, you know, I'm not complaining. There's, there's people in a lot worse positions than uh, than I am, so uh, I I really can't uh, moan too much. It doesn't mean to say that I won't, but uh, yeah, yeah. But but how about you, my friend? Lockdown three for you? Uh, it's just like become even busier, really. Like I'm still writing Carrie part two, 
which is actually shaping up now to be like probably as big, if not bigger than no one, one which holds the record, I think, for the longest episode <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And no, then no. Um, I've just started a new series, which I'm, mm. which kicked off this week called Queens of Cinema exclusively on patreon um, yeah it's good i'm just i'm just like getting up earlier now i'm not drinking alcohol at all as you can hey. see and no. i'm uh, um i've gone <laughs> vegan because i'm trying to lose a bit of weight i'm trying to like treat myself a bit better so i'm using oh, wow. lockdown three as um the opportunity to do what i should have done in lockdown one yeah but you know all the, all the best intentions and all that, you know, uh, when lockdown one happened, which can you believe is almost a year ago, which is really <laughs> creepy. I have no concept of time anymore. No one does. Well, no, no. But I mean, but lockdown one, it was sort of like, this is new. This We've never done this before. So let's just sleep all day, get up and drink and then do it all over again for about three mm. months. All right, then let's do that. And now it's just sort of like, uh, what do I do today? Lock- uh... Yeah, lockdown three is like lockdown one, but more boredom and no sunshine. That's how it feels. It's just all... Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. But I, yeah, look, I mean, I you'll have to tell me, but uh, do you have monumental flooding where you are as well? Uh, yeah, is that uh, like That's a not sexually a transmitted disease? Oh, okay. No. Do you mean actually? Behave. Right, no. Biblical no, we style. <laughs> no, we live right, in South okay. Mercury. We, we get nice weather. Well, you, well, you get snow. <laughs> So, <laughs> we have a sprinkling. <laughs> a, a sprinkling, do you? You got well, a shovelful. <laughs> well, well, let me let me put it this way: it was it rained so hard and then was so cold that people were ice skating on the race course. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, nice. that's that's how that's how. Did you place any bets? Was around here. <laughs> uh, no, no, I just wanted to see people fall over. You know, that's just the sadist in me. We all. Well, it's fascinating. You know, people. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it has to be done. Where were we? Weather and lockdown. Yeah, yeah. we've killed that now. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've killed lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, let's let's be perfectly honest. You know, if if anyone was going to do it, I think it was going to be us. Yeah. Well, you and Ben, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever whatever but i did i did get him to watch uh america while we in london again so uh which he which he didn't like from uh from before and now he likes it now so oh, how can he not like that film What's wrong with him uh he realized he was too young when he first watched it i remember being very young i think i was about 11 when i watched that film and like it didn't just scare me it changed me (laughs) (laughs) like like that bit where he wakes up after the dream Mm. just blue face with the teeth just that tiny little shot just makes you go oh my god and the transformation i found kind of kind of hilarious but kind of gross as well i remember company of wolves doing that to me as well. oh yeah we i think we did mention we did mention it on the episode yeah company of wolves uh american world of london what other films really me up aliens Oh yeah, um, I, wa- I watched Aliens when I was nine. I hadn't seen Alien. We oh, went wow. to we were at this lady's house. And we were being babysat. It was me and my siblings. <laughs> I was the eldest, and I was nine. Wow! And she made us. She got us a Chinese takeaway. Never forget. We got a Chinese takeaway. We were allowed to drink wine, and we watched Aliens. Yeah, <laughs> with her, her and her boyfriend, and they were just all they did was get off with each other. One so, and we watched Aliens, and um, yeah, that me up as well. 
Yeah. It's bizarre that I, I saw Aliens before Alien as well. How strange. That, I think Aliens and Alien are so complementary of each other. Don't you find, like, mm. Alien is just the haunted house movie in space, yeah, isn't it? Like, everyone says that. And, and it is. And it has, like, these uh, am- amazing moments, like, you know, the, the whole chest bursting thing. And just mm. even the sight of the face hugger to begin with. It's, like, so... It's so... <laughs> To make it, yeah, it's like an alien concept for you know for cinema. You know, um, impregnating a man with this huge face spider—it's just so gross, wasn't it? You know, and it's just Mm -hmm. so like, oh god, it's so invasive. And then you have this whole like stalking thing through the dark and Tom Skerritt and all that. Sorry, we're getting way off track here. But who cares? But um, (laughs) but yeah, and then you have Aliens, which is the action movie version of Mm -hmm. the horror story with even more like inventiveness in it. Autumn. I love the first two Alien movies. Like, f- Me too. <laughs> Me too. No, I, 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 yeah, look, I completely agree. I, I think, I, I, do you, because of the order you saw them in, I, I don't know if you're the same as me. I, I prefer Aliens to Alien. Yeah, I prefer Aliens. Yes, mm. I do. I think Aliens is. I think Alien is sort of. I think if I'd been, if I'd seen them the other way around, mm. maybe I would be like, well, that's the OG. That's what I've always but, thought as well. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a good film. It's a very pure mm. film, I think, Alien. But I think it's um I think it's got um I think it's quite slow. It's it 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 does plod every now and again. I'll I'll give you that. Uh, whereas uh, Aliens is very balls to the wall. Just mm. let's go for it. And especially now that they just keep releasing the director's cut version, which is about three hours long, um, mm. but does not get boring. It's mm. it's it moves so well. It's it's, brilliant. Oh, it's a great film. It's a great great film. When James Cameron was on it, mm-hmm. he he really did hit it well. Like Terminator is a great film. Like back in the day, you know when he he was just such a pure storyteller. Terminator two. Terminator, what's that? Terminator. Is that, Don't is that the one? Is, is that the one with Nick Stahl? <laughs> Ooh, how dare! No, hang on a minute. That's the one with the uh, really bad CGI. I'm joking. I'm joking. Terminator two is <laughs> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Terminator, Ter- Terminator Two is in my, you know, it's in my, it's in my top movies. Good, it's good. I remember, I remember that being so massive when I was younger. It was, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we were passing it round. Uh, I was still in primary school when it came out on VHS, and I remember getting bought it as well. So I was what mm-hmm. 10, 10 or eleven, mm-hmm. and just and yeah, and sort of surreptitiously, you know, passing it to putting it in each other's bags and taking it home and watching it, and it's just yeah, it was just marvelous film. Just, Isn't there something uh, just so magical about owning a VHS? Especially when, you know, those cases you used to get that opened up that were bigger than the tape, you know? like Oh, yeah. So a tape was like that, but you've mm-hmm. got some cases and they were kind of like that big. Yeah, and yeah. They were, you know, had these ridges going around them and the artwork was all great. And you opened it up and it was just the way it was printed on the tape and that, that little sort of like yeah. flickery hologram thing. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, it was a bit like, it was a bit like buying uh, an LP, you know, when you had like yeah. a sort of, you know, sat on the bus going home and just opening this LP and just looking at the artwork and reading all the lyrics and whatnot and it's just yeah happier times better times happier times definitely mm. speaking of happier <laughs> times though my friend i i wanted to surprise you um Go in on. in the fact that believe it or not all the best lines has received its first ever email what from a, from a listener Go on. 
Yeah, I see. I knew that would perk you up. Look at you. Is it? Right. Is it? Um, is it a nice email though? It's it's a lovely email. Yes, it is. I'm I'm very glad because the problem I have, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> is that um, everyone says, oh, when you you know you'll know when your podcast gets successful because mm. you get lots of emails. And I and for no, a, for, for a while while I'm growing while while I'm growing my, while I grew my podcasts. Like, well, uh, while so, I'm growing my pubic hairs. <laughs> like, there was this period when I was growing The Secret History of Hollywood, mm. which is far and away my most, you know, downloaded show. So um, there was this period where it was picking up steam. Mm. I used to get an email, like, you know, four or five a week. And right. I used to open them and be really excited. Yeah. And you open them and you go, oh, and it was someone else going, I've just found your show and I'm yeah. really excited. I really like it. Thank you so nice, much. Oh. And it's gotten to the point now... <laughs> where every, every I can see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> because after a while, you get like a, a you know a, a, a sizable audience, but mm. the um, the ratio I would say of yeah. people who love what you do and people who don't love what you do seems to balance itself. Yeah. So now it's like um, Russian roulette. It's like every time I get an email or a message or mm-hmm. um, some kind of feedback, I'm always like open you know what i mean it's like sometimes some no. days it breaks your heart and you can't get over it for a week <laughs> no i have no idea what you mean because oh, no I, I i don't i mean look i i uh host a, a moderately successful podcast the other one i mean not this one and uh and no, we, this isn't we 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 get an email every now and again but it is literally from people going hey i really like your show do you want some money and and it's like what and then they go yeah we're gonna take it over and you have no control over it anymore and it's like ah right okay that's that's pretty much it that's all the correspondence we get or or we get right-wing hate groups from america telling us off about our name but that's another story for another day um no we right okay well um, um, i'm as long as this is nice because i I, you know I, i i like positive feedback this is perfectly and wonderfully lovely this is from bonnie miller and uh, and she said she says bless her little cotton sock she says she's uh, an uncultured american which i don't think she is uh, i mean she may i don't think she is either i mean she may i can tell american, from her name yeah yeah uh, but no she uh, she wanted to throw her hat in the ring uh, for some of the uh, the cowboy nicknames from the last episode okay um yeah. Uh, she says, well, uh, for you, Mr. Adam, uh, because of your past profession, that you'd have to be the camp chef, and so you should be known as Cookie. <laughs> uh, should be known as what, sorry? Cookie. Cookie. Okay, I thought you were going to say that my name was going to be the Camp Chef, which, uh, <laughs> in a way, which is kind of true. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll take Cookie. Yep, that's fine. Yeah, and then for me, she says, why mess with perfection? She says, you're already smoky, so stay smoky. Stay smoky. Yep. That, so that's she... pretty cool, actually, yeah. Does she give out herself a name, by the way? She doesn't, actually, no. Okay, well, I'm going to hereby christen her Buckaroo Bonnie, which is um as, about as Western Bonnie. as you can go. Buckaroo I, Bonnie I, I, in, in the I'm fifth sh- dimension. You, you, you're stealing that from Buckaroo Bonsai, aren't you? Absolutely not. <laughs> but there we go. But that was, that was very sweet of Bonnie. She didn't have to Aww. do that. Thanks, she Bonnie. She she does say that uh, she is very much enjoying the show and uh, and that we're both lovely and uh, one of you is very sexy and your name is Smokey. Oh, thank you, Bonnie. No, I'm only joking. Um, hey, but, um, hey, yeah. Just um, just quickly. Um, mm-hmm. you know I christened you Bernhardt earlier on because it's the, <laughs> yeah. um, the German version of Bernard. Uh-huh. The German word for Smokey yeah. is Rauschig. Is that is that true? Yeah, oh, wow. and 
And you, guess what, right? You know, the film we're talking about today is called... Oh, yeah, Net- we're here to talk about a film, aren't we? We are, yeah. We're, uh, we, we will eventually. The film we're going to talk about today is Val Luton's The Leopard Man. Oh, yeah. Guess, guess what that is. Here's a fun bit of trivia for you. Guess what The Leopard Man is in German. Um, das Leopard Man. Close. Ooh. Der Leopard Man. Oh, that's... I always I said get it was, my... I, I said it was fun, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's been a while Continue. since GCSE German. <laughs> you know. Well, it's got Although, two ends in left. One of my one of my favorite. Well, of course, one of my favorite stories is that I, I used to um, I used to go out with um, with an Austrian girl. So obviously she she spoke uh, German, obviously, and um, being the hopeless romantic I am, I've told this story on my other show before, but I'll tell it here. Is that um, being the romantic that I am? One night we were watching uh, Carrie together, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and you know, uh, and there's the scene at the end where Carrie kills her mum. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, t- sort of. She stabs her a lot, and then the house sort of falls down. So I mean, she doesn't really kill her, but you know what I mean. Anyway, so so I I sort of said to her, sort of half jokingly, sort of, oh, there's nothing quite like a bit of matricide, is there? And she looks at me in a really weird way, and I was thinking, what what have I done here? And and she says, what does, what does that mean? I went, oh, it's a term for a, a child killing the mother. And she went, you English have a word for that? And I was like. <laughs> Yeah, we do. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, we also have one for killing the dad and killing a child as well. And, she, and killing uh, a country. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we have genocide. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. But yeah, I just, I will never forget the look she shot me and said, you have a word for that? I said, yeah, what do. an awful people we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who ever heard of a nasty Austrian? I know. They just don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, to be fair, Especially you know. in the painting profession. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll never forget the look she shot me when I said that. Yeah, but there you go. That's by the by. So we're well, talking about we're talking about not wrong, what? is she? Um, sorry, yes, we're talking about um, the leopard man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have a word for it. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Someone decided one day. You know, this is happening so often. Why don't we just abbreviate the fact that we're saying child kills mother? <laughs> and yeah. just give it like a, a, a little bit of a soupçon of um, mm. in the vocabulary somewhere. That, anyway, we're talking that, about Val Luton's The Leopard Man from 1943. That, can, before we talk about that classic, can we talk about another? Mm. That, that reminds me of the line from uh, the uh, Uber uh, classic of Broken Arrow, which is that they're terrified that the, they lose nuclear weapons so often that it actually has a term. He doesn't know which is scarier. Losing a nuclear weapon or the fact that it happens so often that we have a term for it. It's like, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Dreadful film. Whoever thought Christian Slater he could be an action star was really, really wrong. Slater. (laughs) God, that guy. He had no shoulders. Christian Slater. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but then Samantha Mattis was in that, and she's lovely. Yes, she is. Very, very nice. I always remember seeing Pump Up the Volume when I was a teenager and kind of just falling in love with her. Well, she takes her top off. Well, she takes her top off. You know, as a teenager, it's sort of like, ooh. <laughs> Someone did it. <laughs> so anyway, we're here to talk about Val Luton, aren't we? We are, yes. Yes. I'm not that familiar with Val Luton. You'll have no. to tell me about him a bit. I, you, you want me to tell you about him a little bit? 
Go on, then. You tell us about who who is Val Luton, Smokey, and why should we care? Uh, he, he is a producer of horror films. Well, he was. He's dead now, bless him. He, he had a, um, um, a, an aunt with a, a wonderful, beautiful accent, which, which I'm sure there exists many, many recordings of uh, along the way. Uh, am News I to me. Uh, oh, really? Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I, I, I could try and do my uh, terrible impression of it, but I'm sure I would, uh, you know, desecrate her memory with, uh, with, uh, with, with attempting such folly. Um, but, uh, but no, he, 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 made some, he made some films. Uh, he got in trouble for, uh, for stealing a, a script when he didn't at all. He didn't. You know? No, no. I mean, th- th- those horrible people who accused him of such, they, they, they weren't very nice. Um, he could have saved himself a lot of trouble, though, and just paid 700 quid and just, you know, have it buried. But he, he, he had standards. He had standards. Um, well, he would have been admitting he would, he, he'd stolen it if he'd done that. That's the problem. Smokey will fight these things. I knew, I knew that I was going to set you off. Um, but no, he did. He, he did. And, and, and he had lots of bosses who were complete who didn't like him very much. Uh, Mr. Mr. Ostrich being one of them, you see. I do remember. I do remember stuff. And... Um, and yeah, he he uh, he made <laughs> he made uh, he made cat people, and then uh, oh. curse of curse of the cat people as well. Uh-huh. Uh, he he became very good friends with uh, with Boris Karloff, who was a lovely man who uh, who had a wonderful wonderful speaking voice. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he made some movies, and he was very good at what he did. Where did you get these fabulous facts from, Smokey? <laughs> You're right. You will. <laughs> I don't know. I think we got haunted there. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, yes. Val Luton, very influential. Um, you you did well there, Smokey. Well done. Nailed it. You did. Nice one, Bernard. You um you um, yeah good good old Rowan. You um yeah. So you hit nail on the head. Val Luton was a a producer. Everyone uh-huh. thinks he's a director until they hear the story. Mm. He was the man who um controlled the director, but went between the director and the studio, basically, the producer. He was hired by RKO to reverse their fortunes and emulate the success of Universal Horror Movies, which mm. were turning a huge profit at the beginning of the 40s. They were having quite the reinvention, and they were cheap to make, and RKO thought we need some of that because they'd lost their shirt on Citizen Kane. So um, they employed Val Luton, who was David Sell's next right-hand man. Sorry? They'd they lost, lost their they shirt lost their on Citizen <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so uh, Dave, uh, David O'Sell's next ha- was good friends with Val Luton, and Val Luton was his right-hand man. So they employed him to um, found a horror division at RKO. Turn out very cheap films with very pulpy titles in the hopes that they could turn huge profits. And um, he signed on, but contravened them at it whenever he could and turned out, I would say, a series of movies that are probably the most influential horror films from the golden age. I'm, I know that's a bold thing to say because they don't include Frankenstein, Dracula, The Wolfman, The Invisible Man, Phantom of the Opera... But they do kind of write the playbook for lots of um, horror techniques that are still being used today. People don't necessarily copy the 1931 Dracula when they make a vampire movie these days. That's because it's really, really boring. I'd agree with you. They lampoon it, but they never, ever, they never copy it. But when, when it comes to Luton, I mean, those films, it doesn't matter how pulpy the title was they're all 
little works of art. They're all little wonders. So um, yeah. Well, I mean, I I haven't seen them all, and I certainly yeah. haven't seen, and the ones I have seen, I certainly haven't seen as many times as you have. And I know it sounds a bit, but he but he had a, he had a vision for what he liked mm-hmm. and what he wanted, and he see mm. and he stuck to his guns as well. Actually, though, it's funny you mentioned Dracula because it's one of those it's one of those films that I mean, horror is my bread and butter, as most people know, and so it's kind of just what I do and what I know, but. It seems kind of sacrilege these days to say you don't like Dracula, where in fact it is incredibly dull. But that's not the fault, really, of the film, whereas the source material was really dull as well. Hmm. well I you're can't, you're can't... reading someone's diary for <laughs> sake. Right. I have to admit, I've never never read Dracula, but I have seen many screen versions of it, and I can hmm. only answer for the ones I've been engaged with. I spent a very large period of my life making a series on universal horror you did and didn't hold back on my distaste for dracula then and it hasn't changed it's just not a great film it's not it's just not then it's not there are certain moments in it i can close my eyes and think of renfield at the bottom of the ship stairs grinning up and there are certain moments in it that are iconic Mm. but they are few and far between if you took all the iconic moments they boil down for to probably less than a minute. The rest yep. of it is just a drawing room drama that's badly acted, badly mm-hmm. put together, badly scripted, not horrifying at all. Plastic yep. bats. Yep. It's just it's not a great film. Nope, I completely agree. It's no Dracula dead and loving it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Mel Bro- Mel Brooks's Zenith. I think we can agree. <laughs> How can you make Dracula worse? <laughs> oh, steady on now, steady man, steady. <laughs> But no, I mean, I, I've only seen a few Val Luton movies, but what I have seen, I have enjoyed. Which ones have you seen? Can I just ask? Uh, yeah, uh, I've seen Cat People, and I've mm-hmm. seen The Ghost Ship, and I've seen The Leopard Man. Have you seen Curse of the Cat People? Uh, no, okay. I have not. Have you seen... Um, so I'm just going to run through a couple. because Well, don't, because I've just told you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will anyway. No, I won't. <laughs> you're going you're to go say I walk with a zombie, weren't you? Uh, no. What was I going to say? I was going to say... Madame yeah, Fifi. Forget, forget, forget it. Okay, fair enough. Sorry, I just got to that. Uh, I just went past that episode of Madame Fifi, so I, I, it's, in, it's in the head. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to put it right up there on, 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 on at the front. This is my favourite Val Luton so far. Right. Well, that's good to know, because having seen all of the Val Luton films many, 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 many times, mm. I can also say that The Leopard Man is my favourite Val Luton movie. Wow. Um, I know lots of people prefer Cat People, and mm. I think Curse it's of right. Cat People... They're allowed to be wrong. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Cat People's a great film. I really did enjoy it first time I saw it, but they, they do get better as they go. Lots of people like The Seventh Victim. They like the atmosphere. I think Curse of the Cat People is his finest movie. Yeah. In term, but only because I know his story. And when you know his story and you then watch Curse of the Cat People, it's like it breaks your heart. But um, I think his most solid horror movie yeah. is definitely The Leopard Man. Yeah. Sorry, I was just I was just double checking that that is all the ones I've seen. It is, yeah. Go, Ghost Ship, uh, Leopard Man, and Cat People. Um, mm. Although we, we've referenced it uh, several times on here before about your, um, your film club that you host. Um, every weekend, if anyone wants to join in, every Sunday. I have never copped so much as I did at Film Club by saying that I didn't like Simone Simon. I got assaulted verbally for saying did that. Did you? Yes, I did. People didn't like me saying that whatsoever. You you included, you 
So did I, what, what did I say? <laughs> well, it was a while ago, but it was just like it was like you're not allowed an opinion on this, Smokey. It was like, oh, I am. Oh. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't mean to sound snobby. I do. I do think she's um she's Dreadful. very curious looking. I think the more you see her in movies, the more you get it. I oh, it's got nothing to do with her appearance. It was just her acting ability. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I don't agree with you there. I think she's very good. I, th- I thought she was dreadful in Cat People. But yeah, I copped so I copped so much for just for saying that. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's by the by. Um, <laughs> where is where is the leopard mat? I mean, I mean, like let's let's lay this out as well. That it's it's only just over an hour long. Mm. I mean, this they all were. Well, yeah. true, but this flies past this film. Mm. They, it's they a very good film. Squeeze. It is. It's wonderful, but they squeeze so much into it in that really brief running time that mm. it's it's kind of astounding in a way that you, you get this you get this packed story in there in such a brief amount of time, and I I love that. It's great. It was sort of like, well, I don't need any exposition. There's 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 an escaped cat. Is it killing people? Don't know. Let's find out. And then he's like, oh, I found out. It's that. It's that quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's brilliant. That's that's one of the one of the things that Luton had on his side, definitely. Is that um, he had three mandates from the studio. One yeah. was, you have to keep all the films under seventy-five minutes. They all they wanted them all to be, you know, second rounds. Yeah. Then he said, uh, you know, the budget was to be. I think it was under one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Might be wrong on that. That's Ke- Kevin Smith money. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's <laughs> nothing. And the third was they ha- he had to make. They gave him a title, and he had to make the film to go with it. Mm. And it was like. In those days, it was kind of, <laughs> what? <laughs> like we've pre-tested these titles on people, so here's a title. Yeah. Go and make the film to go with it, and that's where the creativity came in. Cat people. Everyone mm. thought he was going to make the Wolfman, yeah. but he he went and made this you know psychosexual Freudian tale of a you know a foreigner in America who is has brought with her maybe this kind of sexually repressive curse that manifests itself in a supernatural way mm-hmm. it was you know and it's all about a yankee you know apple pie eating american boy meeting this mysterious visitor from the east and sort of you know this clash of cultures and then horror elements very big success massive wow. massive massive success yeah yeah um, and then they said, you know, here's I Walked with a Zombie. Because every time they gave him a title, they were thinking, right, you can't possibly subvert this one, you know. And so they gave him a pulpier title, and yet he went away, made an, uh, you know, I Walked with a Zombie. If Universal had gotten that, it would have been a Robert Ziodmak thing, Crashing Lightning, you know, Lon Chaney bumping into walls as he's <laughs> staggering, you know, arms out straight, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But instead he makes Jane Eyre, uh, on a on a plantation island, <laughs> you know, with you know these horrifying visuals of you know the, the shot of the zombie standing in the cornfields is absolutely iconic. Mm. It's just it's it's an incredible film. And then and then for the third uh, teaming, and you know he made three films uh, with Jack Tourneur as sorry Jacques Tourneur as mm-hmm. a director. Luton, they they were an absolute powerhouse, but. By the third movie, The Leopard Man, which is the one we're talking about now, they both become so good at what they did that they mm. thought we can double the success by having Tourneur going off and doing other stuff and Luton going off and doing other stuff. We can, you know, maximize this. Yeah. That was a mistake because if Tourneur and Luton had carried on, you would have had these, uh, oh, God knows, God knows what you would have had. You would have had just classic after classic after classic as so it's an uneven road after that but the leopard man for me 
is a very frightening story mm. about something that hadn't really been done in a Hollywood film, shot in an artistic way. And, I mean, the set pieces in this film, I, I love them. I can watch yeah. this film all the time. It's yeah. just full of great bits, starting with the first killing, I think. Do you want to run over the story? Uh, I certainly can do. So, as we briefly mentioned before, so it is about uh, an escaped cat, for want of a better term, mm. uh, a, a leopard. I mean, uh, although, no, I'm going. I'm going to change I, 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 I know what you're going to say. Go Leopards on. Are not black, but I think I think I think there are different types. It resembles something more along the lines of a panther. Yes, it does. It's, yeah, it's in fact a leopard. Yeah, but but this big cat, let's call it. It's a big cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a, it's a giant uh, pussy. Um, so it's it's it's, it's <laughs> ten technically, points. Technically, <laughs> technically, I'm not incorrect. So yeah. you know, I you know, uh, but there we go. Um, but no, it's brought in. Uh, it escapes by the cunning use of castanets, by the way. <laughs> Which, you know, of, of all the reasons why you would let a big moggy escape, using castanets is up there with a flight of fancy, shall we put it. It's a very inventive way of it happening. It is. It is. Yeah. Deaths begin to occur, mm-hmm. and they're, they're sure that the, uh, the, the cat is responsible, but uh, it's not so cut and dry. In the fact, in the fact that hmm, maybe, maybe there's uh, someone out there who is who is killing people and uh, kind of making it look like the the cat is doing it instead. Hmm. Um, that's that's your basic plot. That, really. That's basically the setup. I mean, yeah. all of this happens in the first ten minutes. You get, mm. you know, the cat is is used as a promotional tool to by a nightclub promoter. That's right. Um, who who's the lead of the mm-hmm. story yeah. for his girlfriend Kiki, who's a performer? He says, "Why don't you take this?" cat into the nightclub and it will cause a big stir and everyone will look at you and that will be a great thing yeah. so she does and a rival performer named Loclo who plays castanets who Smokey mentioned yeah. uses her castanets to frighten the cat off um, to ruin this moment for you know her yeah. rival and uh, the cat runs off and then you come to the first killing of the film Teresa Delgado mm. now I for my moment I've never first time I watched this film I found myself incredibly affected, very upset by this killing mm. because it's just the way it's done. It's like you have a daughter who's mm-hmm. afraid of what's happening outside of the house. So yep. her and her family are in the house, basically, and they've got the shutters done, and she keeps peeking out. And the mother is making the dinner, and she's kind of like, you know, oh, we've run out of cornmeal. You're going to have mm-hmm. to go to the shop and get some cornmeal. And she's like, I don't, I don't want to. I'm you know, a young girl. I'm very frightened. There's a escaped cat. And, and she's like, nope, you have to go and get the cornmeal. Go, mm-hmm. go to the store. So she goes to the store. She's very, very scared. The shopkeeper won't let her in. So she has to go across town. And it's one of those, like, it's almost like it harkens back to that fairy tale trope of, you know, this is a horrible quest you have to go on to get what you yeah. need and bring it back. But the evil thing won't present itself until you're almost home. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens. It's a very drawn out sequence, but it's beautifully done. She has to go under a bridge and she basically is swallowed by the darkness under mm. the bridge. And then you hear, as she's coming out the bridge from under the bridge, out from this shadow, she just comes out of the black, and then you hear this rustling behind her. Yeah, and and it's all like all these moments they just click all the time. It's f- awesome. <laughs> um, it's so well done though. It, it really and, is. Like a tumbleweed flies out, and then she gets to the other store, and there's a remark that you know 
the shopkeeper guy makes some remark about, I remember when you used to come here and you used to admire my birds when you were a child. Mm. And for that moment, she's like five years old again. And you just like, oh, please get home, okay? You know, it's all like that. It's very well constructed. It's beautiful. But what basically happens is she goes back under the bridge and as she's just about to get home, she looks behind and sees a pair of eyes watching her and they start chasing, basically. And then it cuts to the back to the mother's house and she's making the dinner and she's moaning about the fact that she's taken so long. And all of a sudden, you hear this incredible noise outside the daughter's banging on the door she's screaming let me in let me in it's, it's gonna kill me it's gonna kill me oh please please let me in and it's yeah. ho- horrible and the mother's still mocking her no oh, you should have been you should have, have taken so long you can, yeah. um it's so well done and um then all of a sudden you know she hears these thumps and sc- screams and it's, it's so good it really um is. And she's, she realises that her daughter is actually being savaged by this cat outside. Mm-hmm. So she tries to open the door and the door won't open and the lock's stuck. So the lock is stuck so that the son gets a brick and he's trying to hit the lock. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. outside, the violence just falls dead. Yep. Well, and it, li- literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and the camera, the camera pans down and you see the bottom of this wooden door. Mm-hmm. And through the bottom of the door, this trickle of blood comes and fills one of the gaps in the floorboards. And that's it. It's, it's like, and There's so much working in this scene. So you have a mother who must feel awful for the rest of her life. You have a shopkeeper who turned this child away, you know, who's now going to have that on her conscience. Yep. You have the fact she was reminded of the fact that she used to be this tiny little girl. Then you have her terrified anyway. It's just so much going on. And it's all done with this beautiful cinematography, this heart-thumping tension and this really tragic heartbreaking end to the scene it's just genius sorry go on <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's your show you can do what you want <laughs> <laughs> but no it is it's absolutely stunning but it's the um it's a very uh it's a very primal thing as well because her her mm. the, the child screaming is is horrible to hear i mean yeah, it's I'm not, the, not, not done in like any actory way is it it's no. just from from the soul yeah yeah i mean i'm not the biggest fan of children uh, let's be perfectly honest but if i hear one getting mauled by a massive cat i'm gonna be a bit sympathetic towards it you know um mm. and uh yeah but no it's, it's a wonderful shot and it's a wonderful scene as well and uh it's pro i mean i i think it was yourself who said it, that it struggles a little bit afterwards because it's i mean what a what a start to the film because mm. that is right near the beginning of the film as well and uh mm. and to, to sort of hit that hit those highs again of, of where that that scene belongs it's it mm. does struggle a little but it comes close let's put it that way mm. it's, because, it's it's got a lot to do if that had been killing number three then mm. i think it would have just built and built and built. It's it's kind of hard to describe on an audio podcast. You, mm. It's the kind of sequence you have to watch because mm. I remember the first time I watched it. I wasn't kind of the first time was years ago. It wasn't you know when I made the series or anything. Yeah, it was you know back in the day, and I remember putting it on. It was kind of like it's Dennis O'Keefe and he's fighting around in a nightclub and there's a rival and all this kind of thing. Mm. And I was five minutes in, I was kind of like watching it, but not really watching it. And then sure. this part happens and it's like a good 10 minutes and i remember just being floored by mm. how good it was i mean it's oh, yeah. better i mean you can see where why people look to luton 
for you know inspiration for modern horror. Sure. I mean, that's completely a classic yeah. of all time. That that whole scene. What happens in the story after this is that someone has seen the girl's body. Yep. The cat has gone missing. Someone has seen the girl's body. I won't spoil who. But they have uh, been inflamed by the fact that this child has been savaged, shall we say. And oh, it has right. inspired them to um, carry out a series of copy... <laughs> copy cat. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, <Look> Adam! <laughs> Basically... That's what the that's what the film's about. It's the it's oh. about a, a person who has been inspired to commit killings because they are somehow activated by the thought of death. Mm. And that was the first instance in a Hollywood movie for that kind of I, killer to be portrayed. I was going to say that that pun was a catastrophe, but I thought I'd just leave that one alone. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame you didn't say it. I know, I know. I should have, I should have just, yeah, I should have just said it when I thought it, and then it, it would have worked, wouldn't it? Theory V. As I said though before, the, the story rattles along, and when it comes to uh, the scares, I think it is almost uh, matched. By, I know I'm leaping forward a, a long way here, but the very end in, in the well, just before the end in the graveyard as well. Mm. I thought that was excellent. I mean, the, the shaking of the tree, the scream, and uh, oh yeah, and the bloke going, "Oh, I'll, I'll just be a moment," and he's gone for f- ages, and it was like, oh, mm. you f- yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so, but it's, yeah, so there's there are two more killings in the film. Yes, sorry. um, in the, in the in the original story, I think there are six. I've got. Oh the, wow. I read the book. Um, the book's by Cornell War. It's called Black Alibi. Mm. Um, slightly different resolution, but basically the same plot. And basically, the second killing is another young girl who's gone to the graveyard to meet her boyfriend, mm. um, and she is she ends up accidentally locked in the graveyard. And there's a marvelous, like Smokey was just describing, there's a marvelous kind of uh, the wind whistling and the shadows yeah. being cast by these statues. And she looks around and it keeps zooming in on these um, like statue faces, and it's very creepy, very gothic. Don't, don't blink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, it's like that, isn't it? Yeah, from Doctor Who. Um, but yeah, so that results in another killing. I don't, I don't want to spoil the whole film by running no. through how each how each murder happens. No. But then there's um, a third killing later on, and it's Clo-Clo, the, the girl who chased away the leopard in the beginning, the performer's rival. And I I really like that killing as well. <laughs> I, I really like that killing. <laughs> oh, it's just the staging of it, though. It's just so good. She, you know, she's she basically she's been given a huge tip from a wealthy client. Um, hundred dollars, and so she's gone home, and she's been given this warning by a fortune teller. Mm. Um, it says death is going to come in in black, basically. Mm. So she's she's walking home. She's trying to avoid the shadows because they're black, yeah, and she's course. just about to get home, and this car pulls up behind her, and um, it says, you know, would you like mm. a lift? And she looks, and and it's a black car. So she runs home, and she gets home, and you think, yes, it's fine, she's safe, and <laughs> then she realizes. <laughs> That she's dropped the money, and so oh, she dear. has to go back out. And um, what yeah, are the chances, oh, eh? Yeah, I know. I won't spoil it, but <laughs> it's just so. It's like one of those. Have you ever heard the story, "The Whole Town Sleeping" by Ray Bradbury? Uh, not that I remember. <clears throat> so it's about a serial killer in a town, and basically, yeah. um, the whole story is uh, from one girl's point of view, and she mm-hmm. she basically she's at a friend's house, and she has to go down this the steps into a ravine mm-hmm. and back up the steps to the other side to get home right and okay. the story is she's the story is begins 
uh, at the top of the ravine and it, mm-hmm. it's sort of going through her thoughts as she's going down into the ravine. She knows there's a serial killer somewhere and right. it's very, very tense. Mm-hmm. She ends up getting home and it's all fine. And then she flicks the light on and she hears this. She hears the wardrobe door open or something. And the killer's basically been in her house the whole time. It's, Again, it's very what creepy. are the chances? Yeah. But it's, um, <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great trope to put in a, a story, you know. You think you're yeah, safe yeah. and then you're not. Oh, that's fair news. Sorry to drop the, uh, the level, but um, gush of the week? <laughs> Gene Brooks. I thought it might be. <laughs> she, she is absolutely luminous in this. She is very, very beautiful. Mm. And such a tragic story in my life, but I love her yeah, very much. Very much so. Very <laughs> much so. Yeah, you can always you can always tell uh, when when you're talking about the gush of the week because your voice drops. <laughs> Gene Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your gush of the week? No, no. I, I, here, look, I can't I can't disagree with that one. No, mm. it, it has to be it has to be Gene Brooks. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. The uh, the leopard itself is actually quite sexy, but no, Gene. Yeah, yeah. G- 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 I mean, it's black and slinky, but uh, no, Gene Brooks has to win it for me as well. Fine yeah. pair of haunches. What Gene Brooks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've said that before, haven't you? Off the air we go. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to lower the tone, but sometimes it just needs to be done. You don't hate to lower the tone. That's you all over. <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, poor Marie. Um, so, um, so, but this is but this is your favourite uh, Luton. Yeah, like I think there are other Lutons that have been like they have uh, more intricate scripts, shall we say? And I think that some of them have better production values, and some of them are you know <clears throat> more well regarded among critics. But speaking as myself. Um, who is a massive fan of, of B movies, yeah. and uh, I like a good mystery, and I do like it when you watch a film and then for the you know you, you suddenly half an hour's gone and you're like I don't remember looking away or blinking. I think that's no. the mark of a of a very well made film, and I think sure. the Leopard Man ticks those boxes for me. Well, I mean, th- this is one of those where, as you say, you sort of you're, you're watching it and you look at the time and you go, "Hang on, I'm 40 minutes in. Where did that go?" Mm, uh, and then mm. you also realise that the thing is wrapping up as well because <coughs> yeah. there's only 25 minutes to go. And it was just sort yeah. of like, it, yeah, it, it took me by surprise uh, in in a pleasant way, I must add. Um, yeah. But no, for uh, and also to uh, to watch it with the the lovely people at the at the film club as well is is a, is a treat, um, especially when it's when it's a film that I really really enjoy, and this is one of them as well. There mm-hmm. there are some there are some when I'll be perfectly honest, and, and I'm sure it happens to others as well, where my attention does wander somewhat, but this is certainly not one of them. And uh, it was a bit like I know this is going to be an odd comparison, but it's when when we recently watched um, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington as well, and mm-hmm. you, and you just suddenly realize that no one's really talking and they're all focused on what's happening and it's sort of like all right this is this is working you mm. know and uh and yeah. and, al- and also just because everyone kind of falls in love with jimmy stewart so it's just that's that's fine who can blame them who can blame well, them the, well, he's your gush it, of the week he's your gush it, of every week he, he's he's the gush of a lifetime my friend yeah <laughs> abs- abs- absolutely yeah no he is he's definitely uh he's definitely one of my favorites <laughs> so yeah, uh, so uh, a rating for the Leopard Man? Are you are you going to rate this thing? Um, out of what? What was it? Five or ten? We do ten, my friend. Ten, ten for me. I I, I love this film. It's, uh, it's in my top ten movies. Wow, I love it. Yeah, I think I don't think it'll be in everyone's top ten, but for no. me, it's the kind of film I can rewatch again and again and again and again. 
and I was so happy to watch it for Film Club. And I was so happy as well. You know when you uh, put your darlings out in front of someone and they go, oh, that's an ugly kid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, You you will know that feeling one day. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) you know, um, I I was so happy that everyone really loved The Leopard Man. I think it really stands up. It's really solid. I think the I think Cat People is uh, his biggest film, uh, but I do think it um, the some of it mystifies a lot of people, and I think some people find it slow and not as horrifying as they're mm. expecting. But okay. I think The Leopard Man, people have no expectations of that film ever. No. They go in and they go, "What the f-? after the fifteen minute mark." And then it just gets better, and you know, it just it keeps the mystery going, and you know, it ends with this funeral procession kind of horrifying. Oh, it's just, it's just such a great movie. It's just, it's a really, really wonderful film. I love it. So yeah, personally for me, a 10. You go. I d- I, well, no, can I, can I just wanted to, to flash on something you said there. You said, speaking for me. And it's like, well, who else are you going to speak for? You, well, you speak for you. you... Uh, uh, speaking for Smokey, it's also a 10. <laughs> 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 well, let me put it this way. I've watched it twice now. I watched it once on Sunday and then I watched it once last night. And uh, I we we do fall foul of this every now and again. And as I said, even though we were paying attention to it and enjoying it, we do fall foul of not paying a hundred percent, you know, a concentration on it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that can diminish some results every now and again. But um, I mean, it, I, yeah, look, I mean, the uber classic of the Devil Doll. I I gave I gave a seven at the time, and now I've, I've given it a nine. And and this is it's exactly the same for the Leopard Man. I well, almost. I gave it an eight on on Sunday, and then I gave it a nine last night. It's this is superb. This is absolutely Aww, superb. so glad. Yeah, it's an unrecognised masterpiece. It's uh, absolutely. I mean, the the more people see it, the better in my mind. And it's so atmospheric and it's beautiful to look at. And that first killing is terrifying. I mean, I watched it last (laughs) night. I watched it last night, and cliche and all, I had the sound off and I had the lights off, and that in and it is. Even now talking about it, the hairs are going up on my arm, Mm, and it and it's just creepy as hell, and it's just. It's a beautiful film, absolutely beautiful, and there's not a weak link in it as well. The cast is exceptional. It's amazing. You know, yeah, it, it really, really is, and um, I would wholeheartedly recommend this to anyone. And and bearing in mind that when it comes to horror, I am really hard to please as well, because I've seen God knows how many and so much <laughs> over the years that uh, <laughs> that when I that when I do see a good one, it's sort of like. Ah, I remember why I love this genre so much. I remember why it is my favorite genre. And and mm. the fact that, that the old cliche of, you know, we love to, uh, as humans, we love to be terrified and we, and you know, uh, or well, some of us do. And, and detractors of horror is always sort of go, oh, well, why would you want to scare yourself? And it's because of films like this. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a masterpiece. As you say, it is an absolute f- Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> I think we found our groove with the kind of films. So no 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 portraits of Jenny from now on. More Leopard Man and Devil Doll. <laughs> Le- Leopard Man and Devil. Well, yeah. To be fair, though, I mean, I, I also gave Stagecoach a really high rating as well because I really enjoyed. Yeah, that fair, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, and Obsession. Nice. That was awesome. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, but but bearing in mind, this is this is a, a little uh, extra bonus episode in the middle between us recording um, uh, Stagecoach and uh, His Girl Friday. So uh, mm. the rating the rating may come crashing down on the next episode when uh, when we get Tom in to talk about His Girl Friday. So. Ah, <laughs> oh, open mind, open mind. 
Open my uh, ear. Look, I, 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 I am more than happy to watch it again. Um, yep. I, but you know, you're not, but I am. But <laughs> <clears throat> I'm fairly sure I'm going to enjoy it this time. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you really, really sure? Because I'm not. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Diplomatic um, yeah, so as as Smokey said, we were scheduled to have Tommy Austin Morgan, yeah, uh, producer of Band Biographies and co-host of Anywhere But Here on this show, but uh, his schedule at the moment is kind of crazy. So we thought rather than wait, we just, you know, seeing as how we both watched Leopard Man on Sunday night, why not yep. record another show and give yep. Smokey something to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, no, it's fine. No, I'm more than happy to do it. It's 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 my absolute pleasure. But yes, but no, fear fear not, everyone. The the, the episode of uh, with with Tom and doing uh, his girlfriend is coming. Um, it's just uh, been pushed back uh, uh, an episode or so. Uh, Which we're we, devastated about because we really we did want to watch his girlfriend again with Tom Bone. But listen, <laughs> um, Smokey, just yes, <laughs> just in case, <laughs> Tommy oh. uh, Tom Bowler's episode gets pushed back even further mm. what kind of genre do you want to go for next when it's just me and you so a couple of weeks ago at the old film club i should say um we dipped our toe into noir territory uh with, with mm-hmm. uh with the glass key and uh and i kind of enjoyed that and uh i i don't know much noir really so i i mm-hmm. thought and and i do i know some of our listeners and our friends are, are big noir fans so i thought we should uh, dip our toe back into the the pool of noir well, I have a have a choice for you then. Ooh. Let's just go balls to the wall. I can okay. recommend that our noir will be Robert Mitchum, Jane Greer Ooh. in Out of the Past, directed by Jacques Tourneur, director ah. of The Leopard Man, and generally All comes regarded. Full circle. Yes, exactly. Generally regarded to be the film noir. You'll love it. Okay, lovely. I like it. That's uh, Out that's- of the Past. So yeah, so depending on uh, depending on on scheduling and whatnot, that'll be in the future. Let's put it that way. We're not guaranteeing yes. it'll be the next episode, but it'll be in the future. Yes. Do you like uh, Do you like Phil Collins, by the way? Do I like Phil Collins? Mm. Uh, uh, that's a very random question. It's, it's very pertinent too. Do you like Phil uh, Collins? I, I don't dislike him. Okay. Why? <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> Mystifying. Right. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't okay. don't look into it. You'll okay. see. Okay, all right, fair enough. I, I will take that as the crypt, the cryptic clue that it is. And all, all the all the classic movie fans listening to this now are going, I know why, I know why. Yeah, well, all right, all right. Don't mock the man who's trying to learn. That's, that's not how it works. I'm just, I'm just uh, yeah, it's fine. It will give it will give people something to feel superior about for, for five minutes, and it will give Smokey something to be mystified mystified about for five mist, minutes mist, until he mist, googles m- out mystified. Yeah, mystified obsession. obsession. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> oh, dearie me! But before we leave, uh, we should say if you want to be cool like uh, like Bonnie earlier in the show, you can send us an email at... Uh, uh, at Buckaroo the, Bonnie. I that's you. the one. Sorry, yes, I do apologise. Buckaroo Bonnie. Um, yeah, uh, all the best lines at gmail.com. Get on it. And you know where to find us, obviously. We're, we're Get on it. Like a car Bonnie. <laughs> oh, my God, that was tortured. And laboured, but there you go. Yeah, um, you can... You know, find us on the old places, <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify. And, you know, if you want to find us on Twitter, we're at Best Lines Pod. Yes. 
Yeah. And yeah, we need more reviews. It. We need more reviews and ratings on iTunes, people. So get on that. Yeah. Oh, actually, <laughs> no. that reminds me. We did have one. We had one. Did we? Yeah. From where? A very, a very nice, complimentary, and sweet one, uh, which I'm just going to find now so we can name check him and embarrass the poor bloke. Yeah. Mart, <laughs> Mart, Mart Leafy. Thank you, Mart. That was very kind of you. He gave us a five-star review, and he wrote something very, very sweet as well. So thank you, Mart. Thanks, Mart. Yeah, yeah. Good name as well. I like it. Okay, well, we might as well get out of here, haven't we? Yeah, so. I'm desperate for the toilet, so yes. Yes, me too, me too. Yeah, it's good. <coughs> good times, good times. Let's, let's yeah. talk about something else for 15 minutes. Okay, fair enough. It's okay. about to get it's about to get messy in here. <laughs> oh, God. Right, anyway. Work um, those groinal muscles. My friend. <laughs> oh, the best. Ooh, lines. I need stings, tantric sex muscles to keep this thing in. (laughs) 